Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. We have so much news to cover. It is incredible, ladies and gentlemen. It is hard to even fathom how much news there is much less deal with it all, right? I mean, every day, as far as I can tell, there's more news. Much less deal with it all, right? More news going on everywhere you go. It's just shocking how much there really is to cover. I don't even really know how to deal with it all. You say, Sam, aren't you a news guy? Aren't you supposed to deal with it all? Yeah, I am. But ladies and gentlemen, it has never been this much news before i don't know how we get more and more and more and more news coming out I, I used to be able to handle it all i could go through the news i could read articles i could check everything out i could i could dig in i could jettison 90 percent of the articles highlight the ones that matter most we used to do a three-hour show a day five days a week 15 hours live on the radio every week for a long time many years we did that and then i got thinking man there's so much news back then i gotta do four hours not three i gotta do four and then i thought that's just insanity because what's after that, five hours? <laughs> so then I thought, you know what, let's just reduce the amount of radio time. Let's do six days a week broadcasting. Let's, uh, that's two hours a day, six days a week. That's only 12 hours of radio. So I'm reducing three hours on the radio, but I'm also live six days a week. So I have maybe less airtime overall, but I've got more round-the-clock coverage. Because I also realized, in addition to, uh, there's so much news that comes out on the weekend and most talk show hosts, most people miss it if you're a weekday talk show host. If you're a weekend warrior, you might cover it. But so anyway, I went through all that and decided let's just do a two-hour show a day, six days a week. And so we started doing that. So that's 12 hours, not 15 on the radio. And I was kind of required to reduce the amount of news we covered in a way. But I felt like that's okay because we'll just basically refine better the stories. There's so much news. Let's just highlight the more important stuff or the most important stuff. And I just kind of thought, man, that's a good idea. Let's do it. So we did that. And we've been live for two hours a day, six days a week for quite some time now, many years. And I look at all this and I go, now what do I do? There's so much news. You'll never cover it all. I can't go live seven days a week. I'm not willing to broadcast on the Sabbath. Well, Sam, you can cover all the religious stories. I know. But when does that end, right? <laughs> There's just no end that I can see. Anyway, I look at all that, and, and I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Except just, to, I guess, uh, do better at focusing on the stories that matter the most, that mean the most. That's the only thing I can think to do. Just do better at that, Sam. Just, uh, and I might need to get 
uh, some other researchers to, to work on stories with me. There's just more news all the time. Let me tell you what we covered yesterday to make the point. We had our guest on James Edwards, incredible talk show host in his own right. He does a radio program called ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Everybody calls him a racist. Even the uh, mainstream press is allowed to call him the leader of the KKK. Even though in court they admitted it was a lie, it was false. He's not a leader of the KKK. He's not even a member of the KKK, for that matter. But yet that doesn't matter. They can say whatever they want about him because he's a public figure. You don't have any ability to stop them from just, you know, lying. Anyway, long story short, he went to court to try to prove that I'm not even a member of the KKK, much less a leader. Uh, He doesn't even believe in the KKK. Anyway, uh, I digress, except to say they call him a racist. They call me a racist for associating with him. So I'm a racist by association, don't you know? Uh, Anyway, he wrote a book called Racism, Schmacism, highlighting that, you know what, that's their end game. Okay, they just call all of us racist. Most of us cower and go, oh, my gosh, no, I'm not a racist. And now you spend your whole life defending that you're not a racist, always on the ropes, if you will, uh, using kind of a boxing term. You're always on the ropes, never able to really deliver any real um, blows. I don't know if I should use that term. In the sacred cause of liberty, you're not able to be effective to, to really get after the opponent which is those who want to destroy us in the culture war because you're too busy being on the ropes defending yourselves from what they know to be a lie. They know that I'm not a racist. They know that I've preached for over 25 years on the radio that we're all God's children and we should act like it. They know that we've done our very best to be honest about all cultures and religions and people and and been very inclusive to say, look, let's be kind to everyone. We can highlight our differences with people. That doesn't mean we don't love them or we can't be kind. Um, we can still hold on to our values, our beliefs, our, you know, we still can um, stick with God's standards. Um, that doesn't mean that we're racist or haters or bigots or anything else. If we stick with science and with God's laws, we can still be kind, gentle, appropriate, inclusive people. See, but they don't want you to believe all that. They want you to believe you're a racist. If that doesn't stick, then you're a bigot. You're a misogynist. You're a, you're a you know, out-of-control male. See, Sam believes his wife belongs in the kitchen or in the bedroom there, and that's all that Sam believes. See, and then they attack your Christian beliefs about traditional God-ordained roles of male and female, see? And you just can't win, and you can't win because their real goal is not to say you're a racist. They just say that because they can sideline you, put you on the ropes that way. They know you're not a woman hater or a bigot. or They know all those things. Their real goal is to attack any Christian views that you have Claim that they're, look, Jesus Christ is the biggest hater of everybody. They want you to believe. See, they, that's their lie. They're going after the Christians. I've mentioned this over and over and over. Let me give you an example. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt has now signed three pro-life bills into law. He said, we want to be the most pro-life state in the union, in the country. And I, Kevin Stitt says, want to be the most pro-life governor in the country. See, I commend the guy for that, but he is getting trashed by the mainstream press, taking away women's rights. He hates women. He, It's a lie. He's pro-life. I know, but he's denying a woman her body to do whatever she wants. Ladies and gentlemen, let me be very clear with God's law, or I should say about God's law. You have the right to choose what you want. That's true. You have your agency. It's a God-given gift. But you don't oftentimes have the right to choose the consequences of your actions. So a woman has the right to violate God's commandments and sleep with anybody she wants to. 
Uh, I personally think that the procreative power, the sexual relationship should be in the um, within the bounds God has set. I'm trying to think how the best way to say it. Within the bounds God has set with one man, one woman, sexually involved with one another, only after they're legally and lawfully married. And, 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 and other sexual behavior is, um, you know, no. That's God's law. Okay, I'm not at liberty to change it. But so when a woman chooses to do that, she can choose to do that. But then when life happens, the procreative power, uh, which is designed by God to be the consequence of, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to be really careful, of the lovemaking re- relationship, of the sexual intercourt relationship, okay? When a child results from that, those are the consequences of those actions. And now you've got a life. And what they want to do is they want to say, we violated one of God's commandments oftentimes. Not always. Some women that are married to a husband still want to get an abortion. That's, you know. But uh, that's the consequence. The procreative power takes effect. Well, you're not at liberty then to say, well, I don't want that life now. I don't want the consequences of my actions. See, that's where we draw the line. That's where we feel differently. Look, life, liberty, and property. Thou shalt not kill. And I'm not going to debate when life begins because science has already proved life begins when the sperm meets the egg, okay? We know that. We know that's true. They try to deny it. They try to lie, but science has proven them wrong now. We have enough ultrasound and enough capabilities to prove there's life there. The cells reproduce. There's life. You can't say there's not. Uh, anyway, it's interesting to me. The, the evolutionists want to act like there's life coming out of a pond, and we all came from this uh, <clears throat> so-called whatever life you want to say. It was very simple life at first, but that's how life evolved. They want to believe that, but yet they don't want to believe that there's life at conception, see? Uh, very strange how that all works. One is life, even though it's, I don't know, plant life evolving into eventually frog life, eventually evolving into human life. You know, we can go along that evolutionary discussion because that's, but yet you can't say that life begins at conception. I mean, it's very strange how they just deny reality, deny science, deny God's law. And we're the ones that are hateful if we highlight this truth, see? Well, anyway, I digress, except I'm telling you that life begins at conception. And when a woman is involved sexually and a baby is made, there's a life. And you've got to respect that life. And I think Oklahoma's on the right track. I commend them, but Colorado governor... This guy's a gay governor. Jared Polies, I guess is how you say his name. He signs a bill making killing the unborn a right. It puts Colorado, the state, on par with China and North Korea, ladies and gentlemen. LiveAction.org doing a phenomenal job with that piece. So you're seeing this incredible divide in the country, ladies and gentlemen, over the culture war. Do you support God's laws and science? Or do you reject all that? Yeah, that's the debate. Ten states, believe it or not, now allow killing babies up to birth. Yeah, there's no line in the sand when you're going to... I think life begins at conception, but they want you to believe even now. If a baby's born, you can sit that baby aside and debate its demise, debate its murder, even after the delivery, if you want to. See, these people are crazy. 
Joe Biden's $5.8 trillion budget. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just telling you that <laughs> there's an incredible column written by my buddy in theepictimes.com. Theepictimes.com doing just a phenomenal job in news. Anyway, my buddy's name is Alex Newman, well-known with the John Birch Society, etc. Just a, a, an incredible guy. And the column really highlights this pro-life issue. The black folks in America are realizing they've been hoodwinked and had by Planned Parenthood abusing them for literally decades. Planned Parenthood is flat out racist as all get out. While they've been murdering babies and calling us racists, um, the, the black African-American segment of our society is getting it. So the headline says this, citing racial discrimination, black leaders now target Roe versus Wade. Yeah, great, great article from Alex Newman. And it highlights that the abortion giant Planned Parenthood acknowledges its roots in the eugenics movement that's right they acknowledge they were racist and they've been racist and they are racist they're trying to jettison that racism charge but the problem is they can't ladies and gentlemen because Planned Parenthood has been complicit in upholding systemic racism for decades that's the whole reason the organization was created was to murder black children 
All the abortion clinics are in the poorest of poor neighborhoods. They're all in black and racial minority neighborhoods, etc. And they claim that's just where the need is the greatest. But the truth is they're murdering black babies at an alarming rate, more so than other gender. I mean, other um, races. Okay, the goal of these black leaders is to overturn Roe versus Wade and to restore protections for the unborn. That the landmark Roe versus Wade decision destroyed over 50 years ago. All right? It's really important, ladies and gentlemen, to understand this. These people are going after Planned Parenthood and good on them for doing so. So the epic discussion about pro-life is really front and center in the culture wars right now. States are picking left and right to either double down in promotion of murder, called abortion, late-term abortions, and beyond into literally murdering babies that are alive after birth. Uh, That's the one extreme. The other extreme uh, is to ban all abortions no matter what, period, all abortions. Rape, incest, doesn't matter. All abortions are banned. I think both positions are a little too extreme, personally. Uh, I'm not for aborting children at all. But I am for maybe a few exceptions. Incest would be one of them. Uh, Sometimes age may be one of them because the life of the mother mother matters. If a 9-year-old girl or a 10-year-old girl somehow gets pregnant, which is rare but happens, you know, should she have that baby? Uh, You know, there's a few exceptions there. Uh, There's a lot of people that say, hey, if it's the health of the mother, if it's incest or rape, they leave a big loophole for that. I don't really. I mean, I get that it's that it's a horrible thing that women are pregnant under those awful exception circumstances. Um, Those are the real, real, real exception, though. Okay, they want you to believe that's the norm. That's the real standard by which we should judge this. No, 99 percent of the abortions uh, across the country and around the world, ladies and gentlemen, are not necessary. They're not uh, emergency uh, necessary to save the life of the mother. Uh, they're not rape or incest driven, uh, etc. Okay, so they're the exception. We shouldn't be ruling by the exception. We should be uh, standing with pro-life as a general rule. And how much exception we provide really depends societally on discussions. Uh, it's very difficult to say to a little 10-year-old girl that's maybe been raped and there's incest by, say, her father or an uncle, or somebody really close to them, right? Uh, It's very difficult to say that girl should be forced to keep the baby. You say, well, Sam, it's a life. Yes, but how do you protect life if the life of the mother uh, is in jeopardy? How do you, um, you know, there's just complications. And I'm not defending those complications except to say that I know enough about this to say it's very emotional, very difficult uh, to deal with. I believe that, that preserving the baby's life in almost every case is the justifiable way to go. And I believe that you can put children up for adoption. I'm an adopted baby, so I know a little bit about it. Uh, I, I understand and, and think it's necessary to really think through these things carefully. And always when you, if you have to, you know, pick a side, you got to pick pro-life for the side to be on, even if it's not perfect, Right. Anyway, Presbyterian theologian R.L. Daphne understood 150 years ago why conservatives never win. And basically the point that R.L. Daphne makes that James Edwards highlighted so uh, adeptly is that, look, the conservatives don't really have a position to stand on. 
what they do is they uh, protect something, but 5, 10, 15, 20 years after they just cross the same lines, their drug. It reminds me like of a tug of war in the culture war. And the liberals literally pull the conservatives and, hey, five, ten minutes later, you're getting pulled across a line that you didn't want to cross. Okay, that's kind of what we're doing in the culture war. It's, it's tragic. And R.L. Daphne nailed it very, very well and highlighted this, that, you know what? Wow, we gotta, we've got to stand on principle here. And that's why we really need to double down into pro-life because pro-life is one of the most important discussions to have. If you can't protect the lives of the most innocent among us, how are you going to protect the lives of the rest of us? If you can't stand on God's law that procreation begins when egg meets sperm, right? If, if, if you can't agree that life begins at conception, you know, then when do you agree it begins? They want you to believe that life hasn't even begun 20, 30 days after you were born. I mean, it's just insanity, folks. But it just proves how belligerent they are for their pro-death agenda, how literally unhinged and crazy they are. You know, I mean, the only exception I might make in an abortions would be, um, in addition to the ones that I've highlighted, would be, um, hey, what if you're a grown liberal and you believe in pro-death? Maybe you ought to go first and just abort yourself at like 38 years old or 47 years old or whatever you are, right? You can go ahead and just take the lead for the cause you believe in so much. Now, I don't mean that literally, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take my words out of context. I mean that to highlight the absurdity of it, right? I mean that just to demonstrate my point. Why do they think their life matters so much? Okay, uh, the abortion doctors the infanticide people, or whatever, why do they believe they're, they got to stay around to what? Promote their agenda on the rest of the innocents? I, I don't get it. And so I'm not necessarily saying that I believe in abortion for those people either. I'm just saying, how do you get that where you can justify, well, the baby's only 20 days old but born. How do you justify that murder? But yet, you know, you're 40 years old or 20 or 60 or whatever age somebody, and they're advocating for the death of this delivered alive baby on the altar of abortion, um, the right to, quote, decide a woman's right to choose. Uh, what, if a, what if a mother, uh, you know, waits till you're like 40 years old as your son? Or your grandson and says, hey, you know, we got to take this person out because I don't want him anymore. You know, where does that end and start and begin? And, okay, this is just demonstrating the absurdity of these people. Well, why don't they go first if they're so serious? So I'm not serious about that, but I am trying to highlight a, a, a real important point, which is these people have no conscience. These people have no scientific reality. These people have no God's law. They're godless. They're scienceless. Is that a word, scienceless? They're without scientific backing for their agenda or for their cause. Uh, they're unhinged, folks, and we've got to stand up against this. Why Americans have allowed babies to be murdered since Roe versus Wade because a couple of rogue thug judges said so is beyond me. But we've literally murdered over 60 million babies in America alone since then. Heaven help us. Heaven help us get a handle on this. We talked about the Loudoun County School District in Virginia instructed teachers to eliminate all gender-based practices to align with the district's transgender equity policy. So this is what I mean by they're just jettisoning the science left and right. Ladies and gentlemen, what the heck is all that about? This idea that we're going to just jettison <laughs> everything to do with gender? I mean, that's jettisoning God's law. And scientific reality. 
all because they have this, quote, policy. Who put the policy in place? Did parents have an involvement and oversight in that, or was it just elected bureaucrats? Wait a minute. Was it even elected bureaucrats on the school board, or was it their appointed or hired teachers and administrators and so on? How far from the people were these decisions really made? Then when the people try to call to account, what happens? See, that's the problem we're facing, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this is the culture war. We're talking about it big time. But I'll tell you this, there's lies, lies, and more lies everywhere. Even Burger King Whoppers are not whopping enough. I'll tell you that right now. There's a lawsuit that claims uh, that Whoppers, well, they appear in advertisements bigger than they are in real life. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The number of alleged Russian war crimes being investigated in Ukraine now is up to 4,800, and it could go higher. The mayor of the hardest-hit city says more than 5,000 civilians have been killed since Russia invaded seven weeks ago. Mariupol is in ashes with 90% destroyed, and about 1,000 people were able to escape yesterday, but the Red Cross still hasn't been able to get in to rescue the 160,000 who remain without food, water, or electricity. The Senate is expected to vote today to confirm Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. All 50 Senate Democrats, including two independents and three Republicans, are expected to nod yes at Jackson's confirmation vote. In an effort to help Ukraine against Russian invaders, the United States Senate voted to start up the Lend-Lease program that enabled America to send weapons to Britain and other allies during World War II. This will get more weapons into Ukraine's hands. USA Radio News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-272-1955. That's 1-800-272-1955. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-272-1955. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. In an effort to get more illegal immigrants into the United States faster, the Biden administration will cut President Trump's era Title 42. Not everyone is thrilled with the idea of open borders and are doing something about it. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott started a program to use 900 buses to ship illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C., so lawmakers can better serve the people they are welcoming into the country. Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. To get that going, I'm going to send a letter to Chief Nim Kidd with the Texas Division of Emergency Management who will be in charge of this operation. 
The Russian troops who carried out the suspected war crimes in the Ukrainian city of Bucha discussed the killing of civilians over the radio. That's according to Germany's intelligence agency, USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman talking about the culture war in depth and in detail. And I know I'm covering a lot of the topics that I covered yesterday, but, man, there's just so much more to say about them, uh, really, because it's critical to understand who we are. It's critical to understand our godly and our American heritage, ladies and gentlemen. And that's kind of one thing they want to divorce us from in the culture wars. You're godly and you're an American heritage. You need to understand that. You are God's children, male and female credit them. The marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God. That's how Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, came to be, ladies and gentlemen, through God's creations and God's laws and commandments. And uh, we need to understand the fundamental traditional family because that's the core of human interaction and society. And they want to destroy the family. They want to destroy our relationship with God. We cannot let this happen happen we have got to stand up for religious freedom we have got to stand up uh, for god's laws we're not at liberty to alter god or god's laws ladies and gentlemen who do we think we are right and so we need to really stand up in this culture war uh, prominent democrats flocked to barack obama i guess barack obama literally came to the white house and it was a big old celebration and all the big uh, I don't know what you want to call them, deep state Democrats is what I would call them, literally flocked around Barack Obama as the rock star while ignoring Joe Biden at the White House after Joe Biden signed an executive order designed to strengthen the uh, Affordable Care Act. And uh, so then Joe didn't know what to do. He kind of put up his hands, kind of walked away. The headline says no one talks to Biden as Biden wanders around. And I believe that leaving Joe Biden in office, and I hold the Republicans and Democrats responsible for this. Uh, look, Joe Biden has become a national security crisis, a great concern for America, and no one seemed to be really focusing on this. I've highlighted this from the beginning. Whether you like or dislike Joe or not is not important. The fact that he's compromised by Chinese and Russian interests and by his son Hunter's uh, shenanigans business-wise to, to, to literally raise filthy lucre while his dad was vice president and now president of the United States. Now we're giving protection to Hunter Biden uh, with taxpayer dollars, etc. cetera. Uh, this is serious business, folks, to where we, we well, look, whether you like or dislike Joe, he's a national security risk, a crisis. We also talked about this gubernatorial candidate, Stacey Abrams, now a multimillionaire. She aims to take the governor's office. She claims she has three point one seven million dollars now turning around her own financial wherewithal the mainstream press keeping her in the news and it's my assertion that they've got plans for her they're grooming stacy abrams to lord over us in some way time will tell how right we also talked about this new text came out and confirms hillary's conspiracy to steal the election so now you've got texts and evidence that hillary clinton and her 2016 campaign literally conspired to steal the election, says special counsel Durham drops smoking gun 
as he spells out his operating thesis at this point. Art Moore, WND.com with the piece. If that's not enough evidence, last week the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, fined Clinton's 2016 campaign along with the DNC for hiding its funding of the now-debunked anti-Trump dossier. So when you literally have the Democratic National Committee, along with the Clinton campaign, funding a dossier that turned out to be bogus, so that promotes this agenda that Trump is the evil guy, lies the dossier. And a candidate for president, along with the party that candidate belongs to literally funds this lie that makes trump look horrible then on the other side you bury the hunter joe biden stories about criminal activity on an international scale and using the vice president's position back then joe biden's position to make those quote international connections happen you suppress that story at the same time flat out election fraud has been committed by hillary clinton and by the rnc All right, literally, Hunter Biden is currently living in a Malibu house with Secret Service protection, costing taxpayers $30,000 a month. That's according to ABC News. How can you make this stuff up, folks? This is criminal activity beyond imagination. So when I say that Joe Biden's a security risk, you've got to understand what I'm saying. Right? You wonder if the feds will trigger a recession to debunk our ability to get this accountability and transparency on the table. Will they lead us into war? Will they just destroy the economy to protect, quote, Joe? I don't know, but now the evidence gets even stronger. Right? The culture war will continue to rage in 2022. Turns out that new photos and emails show that Joe Biden lied about his knowledge of Hunter's foreign dealings. Okay, listen to me carefully. Joe Biden lied about knowledge of Hunter's foreign dealings, right? I don't know how to respond to this, except to say this. Joe Biden lied about not knowing Hunter Biden's Communist Chinese Business Associates. We have evidence of this now, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. New photos and emails show that Joe Biden lied about not knowing Hunter Biden's Communist Chinese Business Associates. How do we know he lied? Because there's photos with Joe with these associates. There's photos and emails of Joe being involved, ladies and gentlemen, and referred to on multiple occasions. So let me get this straight now. They lied about Donald Trump's dossier and got caught lying. It was debunked. Not true. Bogus. And now we find out that Hillary and the DNC funded it. On top of that now, we find out that Joe lied. Joe said, I don't know Hunter's Associates. I wasn't involved in that. Wait a minute. New photos and emails show that Biden lied about not knowing those guys. He knew these Chinese business associates. 
Now, Bill Clinton lied about, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, and he got taken down for lying to some degree, got impeached. No one took him out of office like they should have. No one criminally prosecuted him for other crimes. Uh, But I look at Joe Biden and I go, how is Hunter receiving special protection by the Secret Service right now? And how are we not impeaching Joe Biden over this? Is it a national security crisis when Joe literally lies and says, I don't know these people that my son was involved in. And now we have proof that he does know them and he did know and he lied. And if Joe has a relationship with communist leaders, right? Communist Chinese business associates and Joe lied about that. How much more did Joe lie about? And how much more liability does this create? How much more inculcated is Joe than we know now? After digging, digging, digging. This is a year plus after Joe's been president of the United States with top national security clearance, more clearance than anybody in the country virtually, right? The commander-in-chief, if you will. Uh, this guy, uh, how, do, how do we deal with this? But do you hear anybody really trying to impeach Joe Biden? What if I just type impeach Joe Biden, right, into Google? Three words, impeach Joe Biden. What do I get? You got a MAGA petition, magapetition.org. We, the undersigned citizens of the United States, hereby position the Congress of the United States to undertake all necessary and proper actions to impeach Joseph Biden, Jr., for high crimes against the people of the United States and to remove him from the office of the president of the United States. Here's the problem. Even Steve Bannon says that Joe Biden will be impeached in November. But you got to wonder what that means. He said that uh, related to Newsweek. (sighs) You know, Steve Bannon, why Steve Bannon's really doubling down with Newsweek is another topic. Joe Biden will be impeached in November. And I look at that and I go, I appreciate that. But ladies and gentlemen, I say that trying to impeach the president is not really a good idea. You say what, Sam? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, 
happiest and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm talking about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. I believe that Joe Biden is a national security crisis, ladies and gentlemen. I really believe that, okay? Uh, But my problem is they're talking about impeaching Joe, but what they say is, hey, you know what? If we can win the House in 2022, then we'll impeach Joe. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to deal with this because we've been hearing from the Republicans over and over and over. If we elect them, they will do all these awesome, incredible things. Right. Look, there's dozens of times Joe Biden has been playing a role in Hunter's business dealings. You don't believe me, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Look, even. Even the Washington Post and others are saying this now. Biden wrote a college. um, Letter for a college admissions. For a Chinese executive son who was tied to Hunter. So, uh, look, you got Biden, and then you got this Chinese executive, and they're buddies, but now you got the son of both of them kind of working together. So the son of Biden helped the son of the Chinese exec, right? How does all that work? Here's the details, Cam. That doesn't seem to be uh, talking in this video, but it basically highlights here's a dozen times that Joe Biden played a role. So we've got, ladies and gentlemen, we've got email records. New photos and emails show Joe Biden lied about not knowing these associates. Okay. You literally got so much evidence to this. Now it's shocking. You've even got this New York Post or whatever it is, uh, NY Post or whatever, literally saying here's a dozen times Joe Biden played a role in Sun Hunter business dealings. Emily Crane with the article, folks, and it highlights what I'm talking about. Well, here's the problem that I'm having. The problem that I'm having with all this, ladies and gentlemen, 
is it seems to me that the Republicans, they want to talk about impeachment a little bit. They want to tease impeachment right now. What they really want to do is use this as their go forward for 2022. Give us control of the House and we'll impeach Joe. But I think if it's a national security issue, which it is, why would we wait? Why would we leave national security to an election in 2022? Well, Sam, because we don't have the uh, votes to impeach Joe right now in the House. I understand what you're saying to me. But I also understand Republicans, rather than using this as a political wedge, rather than using this as an election agenda, which makes me question your motives in the first place, is it really to impeach Joe? Is it really to remove Joe from the presidency? Is it really, or is it a goal to get elected? And I wonder about your motives when you wait, because national security does not know election cycles. Do you hear me loud and clear, ladies and gentlemen? Election cycles and national security are not related. You say, Sam, we can't get this done. You know what? If enough congressmen and senators that are Republican, what do you got, 50 Republican senators? And what do you got? How many Republicans in the House? You sure have what? 200? 190? I don't know. But if you put 190 senators, even with the dissenters, I'm sorry, 190 congressmen, even with the dissenters, along with the 50 senators, right? You're talking 190 leaders of government along with 50 senators. So you're talking about, uh, you know, 240 of the 535 leaders of government. If you put those all together and said, we will talk about nothing else but national security, we're not going to meet in Congress. We're not going to vote. We're going to vote no on every bill until this is dealt with. And it needs to be dealt with now. And then you take all the alternative media, because the mainstream press won't do anything, as we all know. Uh, But you take the alternative media, and we push this narrative that says, look, Joe Biden needs to be impeached now, not in November. Steve Bannon says in November it's going to happen. Okay, but we need to impeach Joe now. It's a national security crisis we've got on our hands, whether he's just a bumbling old man idiot that we can't get his medical records about to know what's really wrong with him. I don't know. But that in, in and of itself is a national security crisis and concern. But now his ties to foreign international business interests that compromise the security of the United States. Look, this cannot wait. Okay, but the Republicans just want to go, yeah, Joe Biden will be impeached in November if y'all go ahead and elect us. Well, they're the ones that promised they'd get rid of the education department. How many cycles ago? How many election cycles ago did they promise that? Now you've got the education department in bed with the FBI and the Justice Department in bed with your local school board calling you as parents terrorists. They didn't get rid of nothing. All right, now they also promised they'd get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Well, hey, they didn't do that. They lied and lied and lied and lied and voted for it, for it, for it, for it until they got elected. Then they jettisoned the issue as fast as they could. How do I know? Well, even Donald Trump did the best he could to get the bill by executive order, but now Joe is just bringing it back by executive order. We've accomplished nothing. Despite all the promises and all the votes to the contrary that meant nothing back in the day, Mm. I don't trust these Republicans anymore. Do you? If they burn me at first, shame on them, but eventually it's shame on me for believing their continued dishonest lies. I mean, I appreciate that Joe Biden will be impeached in November, but we need to impeach Joe now. 
But I don't really support impeaching Joe Biden now or in November. You want to know why? What happens if we impeach Joe? Well, you get Kamala Harris. You think we'll be better off with Kamala Harris than we are with Joe, ladies and gentlemen? You think that's a good strategy? See, I don't think so. I think Kamala is just as communist as Joe is. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. I don't think Kamala's your friend. She slept her way to the top. We have plenty of evidence of that. Just go ask Willie in, in, in California, San Francisco, where she got her start. Okay, I don't, I don't believe that Kamala is uh, going to be of value. So I don't want to replace Joe. Let's say you get rid of Joe and Kamala. Who do you got next up to bat? Nancy Pelosi? Uh, are you more worried about Joe or Nancy? See, I think Nancy's much, just as well tied to the communists. But she's much more shrewd than Joe Biden is. She's much more ruthless than Joe may be. Compared to Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris, Joe Biden might be a moderate Republican. Well, you say, wait a minute, Sam, he's a Democrat. What are you talking about? No, he might be a moderate Republican in contrast to these two radicals. You say, wait a minute, Sam, what do you mean a moderate Republican? Look, the moderate Republicans agree with Joe on almost everything. So jettison titles for a minute or party affiliation. Is Joe more of a moderate Republican like a Mitt Romney? Like a Lisa Murkowski of Alaska? Right? I don't think Joe is an, an extreme Democrat like Kamala Harris is and or would be and or Nancy Pelosi and or Maxine Waters or some of these other rabid liberals. Ocasio-Cortez, Stacey Abrams. I can keep naming them, but I'm wasting my time. You get the point, right? So there you have it. Joe Biden will be impeached in November. Steve Bannon says, I appreciate that, but I think the Republicans are just using this now for election purposes, and they're not serious at all. It's kind of like how Donald Trump used to say, lock her up, lock up Hillary Clinton. She's criminal on the campaign trail. Once Donald Trump got into office, he jettisoned that as fast as you could. He said, why bother Hillary? She's my friend. And now there's no chance to lock up Hillary Hartley, are there? But now we find out that Hillary literally, along with the Democratic National Committee, funded the dishonest dossier that's now been debunked. If there was a time to lock Hillary up, it's now, folks. But I don't hear any chance of that. The Republicans aren't calling for that, are they? When was the last Republican uh, that you saw calling to lock up Hillary Clinton now? Right? So I appreciate, ladies and gentlemen, the idea to impeach Joe. I think it's ill-advised. I don't think it'll do any good. We put too many deep state actors in place to where that won't do us any good. We're too far down that road. Uh, even though there's a lot of evidence on the Internet, people saying, let's try to impeach Joe. Let's try to get that done. I don't think it has a value. How many people are trying to lock up Clinton, though? Lock her up is what I should type, right? Type those three words into Google, lock her up, and what do I get? Protesters lock her up outside of New York Democratic Convention. Lock her up, lock her up. Rumble. How lock her up just blew up, writes CNN. Right? That was the campaign rally back in 2020 news. Lock her up, Trump reemerges in Ohio. Lock her up. What about her emails? Yeah. 
Now, forget the email server scandal that Hillary was involved in. What about the information now where they literally funded this dossier and were fined over it already? Trump says he agrees 100% with Locker Up. Then why didn't he do anything when he was president? See, that's the problem that I'm having with Trump right now. Locker Up remains a staple at the Trump rallies. But I'm just not buying this, man. The disturbing evolution of Locker Up, they say. A brief history of the Locker Up chant. Okay, I look at all this, though, and I don't see anything serious. I see these efforts by Republicans, including Donald Trump, as nothing but an election scandal, if you will. Nothing but an election attempt to... uh, Gain what? Position in the elections to make the American people, right? I I, I don't know how to say this, but I I don't know any better way to, to articulate what I'm telling you. I don't see a real effort to lock anybody up. Trump says he agrees 100% with lock her up, but why didn't he do anything as a president? Why didn't Trump as president expose Barack Obama and the fake birth certificate? Why didn't Joe, I'm sorry, why didn't Trump and Joe Arpaio, so see when I say some of these things, I'm not really confused, I'm just getting ahead of myself. Sometimes my mind goes faster than my mouth. I gotta learn to talk faster. Uh, Just kidding. I need to slow my mind down a little bit and focus on what I'm saying. Look, Joe Arpaio and Donald Trump, should have got together. Remember, they literally tried to tie Joe Arpaio to a scandal, uh, and then Joe had to pardon, I'm sorry, Trump had to pardon Joe, right? Well, anyway, I digress, except what I'm saying is, why didn't Joe Arpaio, who proved the birth certificate was a forgery, a fraud, and Donald Trump, who promised he would get to the bottom of that birth certificate issue, why didn't they do that? Well, the scandals got Joe Arpaio, and Well, then he wasn't elected after that, and then they got Donald Trump, and now they're both out of office, and let's just wait till November, shall we? See, it's all election scandals by these guys. They're not really attempting to accomplish the tasks that we want, folks. Do not be deceived. I'm telling you right now, it's bogus. And we're allowing the deep state to continue to seize and control every aspect of our lives. You better stand up in the culture war while you have the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, or it will get worse. God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country and to do so in the traditions of our founders. Last hour, I was highlighting the Republicans and Democrats are all committing, in my opinion, fraud at the highest levels of government and everywhere else. 
They promised to get rid of the education department for literally decades and multi-election cycles. <laughs> They're pathological liars. Now, literally, not only is the education department not abolished, as they've been promising since the Reagan days, but now the education department's in bed with the Justice Department, which is in bed with the FBI and the CIA, which is in bed with your local school board to call you a terrorist. In addition to that, they promised over and over and over they'd get rid of Obamacare, really Romney care, but they lied again. They voted over 40 times to get rid of it when they knew they didn't have any power or authority to make it, quote, so. But yet when they really got authority and power to make it so, they decided not to get it done and Donald Trump did his best, but to no avail. Now Joe Biden's undoing what Donald Trump did by executive order. We rule by fiat in America, ladies and gentlemen. Shame on the Republicans and the Democrats for all taking a turn at that. Now they say, golly, Joe Biden's out of control and needs to be impeached. So what they do is they take a truth, ladies and gentlemen, that we all agree with, that they know will do them well at the election cycle because it's true. Joe needs to be impeached. He's a national security crisis. He's a disaster and a threat to the national security of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And really, that means the national security of the entire free world, I might add. Nevertheless, they're going to wait till November. Joe Biden will be impeached in November. Steve Bannon says, according to Newsweek.com. Wait a minute, Steve Bannon, I thought he was the disgraced guy under Trump. Why is Newsweek reporting on what Steve Bannon has to say? Because, folks, they lie to you. They want you to play, play good cop, bad cop, and attack one another. Lock up Hillary, says Donald. Got everybody chanting it, but once he had the chance to lock up Hillary, he didn't do anything. Joe Arpaio and Donald Trump literally said the birth certificate's a fraud. It's bogus. Joe Arpaio, as sheriff, proved it was a fraud and a forgery. But Joe, that's Arpaio, and Donald, that's as in Trump, didn't do anything to get to the bottom of the Barack Obama birth certificate issue when they had the chance. When Donald Trump was president and could have looked into it. If a president can cover it up, can the next president find it out? And if Joe and Donald couldn't find that out, even with Donald Trump being the president, then that exposes a real deep, deep state crisis. In America, where the chief executive of the greatest country on the face of the earth, the leader of the free world, the commander in chief, can't get to the bottom of a scandal of a birth certificate, cover up and forgery. See, but he didn't want to get to the bottom of it. Joe Arpaio and Donald Trump, they didn't have any intention to get to the bottom of it. They didn't want to abolish the education department. They didn't want to abolish Obamacare. They didn't want to lock up Hillary Clinton or else some of these things would be happening, ladies and gentlemen, and none of them are happening. Now we're going to go ahead and impeach Joe Biden in November there. Got to wait till we get enough authority, enough people in the House of Representatives to get it done. Right now we don't have enough power. They lie. The culture war, ladies and gentlemen, will continue to rage. And sadly, you've got Republicans and Democrats all part of the deep swamp that are as emerged in it all the way to their eyeballs and beyond new photos and emails literally prove and show that joe biden literally lied about not knowing hunter biden's communist chinese associates he literally for crying out loud wrote a letter to help a son of a chinese executive get into college literally the the new york post nypost.com Come. Here's a dozen times 
Joe Biden played a role in his son Hunter Biden's business dealings. Now Hunter Biden being protected by the Secret Service, costing American taxpayers $30,000 a month, while the chant lock her up goes nowhere. No one's locking up Hillary, even though it's now proven she was fined over funding the dossier that turned out to be a lie against Donald. That, along with the Democratic National Committee, they both got fined for funding that. So you promote the lies about Trump. You then protect the truth from coming out about Hunter and Joe. And you've got election fraud. But, of course, all the courts in the land say there's no election fraud. I don't believe the Republicans really want to get to the bottom of the election fraud. Now, I believe there's Republicans, as Kirk Crosby wisely realizes and highlights often, what is a Republican saying? There's guys trying to get to the bottom of the election. There are, but not enough of them. And you don't know who's who. You don't know which ones are the sheeps in wolf's clothing. I mean, wolf's in sheep's clothing there, right? You don't know who's who. Trump says that he agrees 100% with lock her up. That's according to the Hill.com. But what does that mean? What does it mean that Trump agrees 100% to lock her up? He doesn't really agree with that, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Why do I say that, Sam? Because when he had the chance to lock her up, he did nothing. He could have instructed the Justice Department and the CIA and the FBI to call Hillary a terrorist, just like they instructed the FBI and the CIA to get in bed with your local school board and call you a terrorist, my fellow American. He could have sicked the IRS after Hillary Clinton. After all, it was Barack Obama who joked about sicking the IRS on his enemies, right? We know back in the day, just not too long ago, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that the IRS was used to, to attack conservatives and prevent conservatives from getting nonprofit statuses and everything else. We know the IRS was used against the people then. What did the Republicans do? They said, shame, shame, shame. Elect us and we'll change the game. And then what did it turn out to be? Nothing but a lame, bogus, dishonest lie. They didn't do anything to lock up Hillary. <laughs> they didn't do anything to go ahead and get to the bottom of those IRS scandals. The IRS is getting stronger by the day. Donald Trump didn't even try to abolish the IRS, the biggest, in my opinion, criminal organization in America, next to the FBI and the Justice Department and the CIA. I mean, it's a target-rich environment. Which, which organizations are the worst? It's hard to even debate and discuss it so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, now a new memo came out. You ready for this one? This is what I'm talking about. A new memo came out and reveals that State Department, the State Department assessed an early... 2020 that the lab leak was the most likely origin of COVID-19. Where do you got to go to get this news? The epochtimes.com. Where's all the Republicans when they should be talking about this? Where are all the Republicans, ladies and gentlemen? Listen carefully. A newly released memo from the U.S. State Department revealed that Government officials knew early on in 2020 that the COVID pandemic likely originated at the Wuhan lab in communist China 
And that memo dated April 2020 states that out of five possible origins for the COVID, the lab leak was the most likely scenario by far. The memo also suggests that alternative theories have been introduced to prevent a lab leak from being investigated and focused on as the most likely, even though they knew it to be the case. The memo, which focuses almost entirely on the likelihood of a lab leak, contains a large amount of information that was not known publicly at the time it was written. So here's the point. This is during the Joe or the Donald Trump administration, but he, he Donald Trump either didn't know and he was schnookered, which is serious criminal activity if the president is not aware. The president is told that it's something else that deceived and lied to, or Donald Trump was in on it. Don't know which. Neither is good for Donald and or the country. Neither is good for accountability. Both are really problematic criminal activity wise, right? But Fauci was allowed to spin the lie that a. Hey, and, and, and then they got caught. Now there's more evidence doubling down saying they knew the truth. Although now a lab leak is widely accepted as a likely origin for the virus. When the memo was written, a concerted effort was underway to discredit that possibility. It also raises the question of what senior state department Leadership, including then Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, knew at the time. And why was the information withheld from the American people, from the public? According to the newly released memo, the State Department knew as of April 2020 that the central issue surrounded an obsession with collecting and testing a massive amount of virus-carrying bats on the part of the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. Yeah, that's what the CDC was so obsessed with. Why? The State Department noted that lab testing of the earliest known patient at the Wuhan Central Hospital was in December 2019. Understood that it was a bat-like coronavirus first assessed in humans. This patient was tested and the Chinese Communist Party of the CCP has not disclosed the details at all. When they finally acknowledged an outbreak, they initially blamed it on pneumonia, but we knew the truth. Hang tight. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Gentlemen, The Lancet and the scientific journal Nature were the two publications that tried to debunk or manipulate the truth. They tried to say that the Wuhan lab leak was a conspiracy theory. They used those two credible news sources to peddle the lie, ladies and gentlemen. Do you understand what we're saying here? This all happened on Donald Trump's watch, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Pompeo and others in leadership. Memo now reveals, this memo came out in April 2020, memo now reveals the State Department assessed and knew and understood early on that it was a lab leak is the most likely origin. Now, I'm convinced that the lab did not leak. Yes, the lab is the origin of an engineered bioweapon, no question about it, but I believe it was intentionally leaked. And I believe that we worked with the Communist Party so that if it ever came to light, that we, the Communist Party could just close ranks, shut it down, and we could say, oh, the communists aren't willing to tell us the truth on this. Therefore, we'll never know. But ladies and gentlemen, when you realize that Donald Trump, Joe Biden, both sides of the aisle, uh, are literally calling you a terrorist for going to your local school board meeting and saying we don't like perverted sex being taught to our kids and we don't like this racist agenda being taught to our children, and now they're calling you a terrorist. But yet they're not calling Hillary Clinton a terrorist or the uh, Democratic National Committee terrorists for funding the dossier against Trump. And when you find out that Hunter Biden literally did have hardcore ties to the communist Chinese, that the laptop that we said was real and literally had the goods on Hunter uh, when they said that was a lie and a conspiracy, everything is turning out to be conspiracy fact, not theory. And now the more we get into this, Fauci literally lied. Mike Pompeo literally lied. Donald Trump either lied or was left out of the discussions. Either way, is criminal activity at the highest order of our government. So look, they spied on Trump. They created a dossier lie. Hillary, another candidate, funded it. They suppressed information about Hunter and Joe Biden. You put all that together and you go, ladies and gentlemen, if that's no, not vote fraud, I don't know what is. 
And then they literally, while that was happening, destroyed our whole society, economy, and all the way through on this Wuhan lie. And a memo now reveals the State Department knew the truth. Did Donald know the truth? See, I personally think Donald Trump needs to be deposed on this. If the State Department knew and assessed in early 2020 in April that the lab leak was the most likely origin of the COVID virus, uh, we already know Fauci knew it. So the question now is, did Donald Trump know that? Did Mike Pompeo know that? Did the State Department have a memo that the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, was not privy to? And then you look at that and how it changed society. So you go ahead and have a, a, a lab leak, and we lie about the origins, and then COVID becomes so prominent. And that changes how we vote because nobody can vote in person because of the COVID, don't you know? And then literally we change the election. You've got them literally on both sides of the aisle covering this up about the origins of Corona. And now you have a situation where, uh, well, I don't know who knew. But you look at all that and you say, you know what? I think it's vote fraud extraordinaire going on. But again, you can't connect the dots because you say, well, Sam, the COVID virus wasn't vote fraud. We just couldn't meet together. It was a national, it was a, it was a safety risk. We couldn't vote in person. We had to vote by mail. Yeah, but they changed the affairs of the nation on this, ladies and gentlemen. And because of this, there's no accountability in elections. <clears throat> but who let this happen? Was it the enemies, the Democrats, as we believe? All you got to do is elect the Republicans. They'll impeach Joe and all will be well. Elect the Republicans. They'll abolish the IRS. They'll abolish the Education Department. By golly, they'll lock up Hillary. They'll get rid of the, um, uh, what do you call it, Obamacare, Romney Care. They'll, they won't do any of those things. They're literally allowing the Justice Department and the FBI to call you a terrorist for not liking what's being taught in your school. And what the American people do is ignorantly go, well, I know I can't pull my kids out of school. I'm just going to try to help where I can. I'm going to go and see if I can't get them to see the truth about what? Trump says he agrees 100% with locking up Hillary. Then why isn't she locked up? Trump and Joe Arpaio say the birth certificate's a fraud. Why don't they? Why didn't they dig into that? Now we find out this Wuhan lab leak. So Joe Biden attacked Donald Trump saying, wow, Trump's not doing enough on this coronavirus. Wait a minute. Either Trump knew about it or was lied to about it. But either way, he let Anthony Fauci carry the ball for him. Anthony Fauci certainly knew. We have evidence of that, that this was literally a big lie. And Donald Trump allowed vaccines to fast track. Operation Warp Speed is what it was called, right? Uh, Joe, I mean, Donald let uh, the vaccines fast track. Now everybody's being forced to be vaccinated. Almost all of our rights are being destroyed over this COVID right now. Vaccine passports. Testing records, etc. Literally being promoted all on the back of what Donald did there. Was Donald betrayed, or did he know? Let me ask that again. Was Donald betrayed, or did he know? Either way, Donald took government to unprecedented, unconstitutional levels with his agenda to fast-track vaccines in the first place, to uh, prevent accountability and transparency in the vaccine world, 
And then you got to say, okay, well, with all that, what, where do we go now? And so now they're saying, well, hey, do you support Donald Trump being elected in 2024? The great, we're taking America back plan. The great make America great again, MAGA plan. 2024, got to have Donald. They say Donald has an iron fist control over the Republican Party right now. A lot of Democrats don't like it. A lot of conservative Republicans don't like it, right? But where do we go with this? Where do we go with this thing? Now, here's the other thing. I can't get a meeting with Donald Trump. Can you? No. But former President Donald Trump now has endorsed Sarah Palin. Trump endorsed former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin in a press release on Sunday. He says, quote, wonderful patriot Sarah Palin of Alaska just announced that she's running for Congress, Trump said. What do you think of that? That means there will be a true America first fighter on the ballot to replace Don Young. Now, Sarah Palin thanked the Donald for his endorsement and support. So you look at that and you go, what does that all mean? Uh, Look, Sarah Palin, who did she run with? Who did Sarah Palin run with to be president and vice president? Do you know, ladies and gentlemen? Sarah Palin, whose ticket was she on? Do you know? You say, Sam, why do you keep asking that? Well, I really want to talk about this. Do you know? Is Sarah Palin going to get to the bottom of things for us? Is Sarah Palin now the savior? Sarah Louise Palin used to be the governor of Alaska. She's a reality television personality. No wonder she gets along so well with the Donald, right? She's a politician, commentator, ninth governor of Alaska, serving from 2006 to 2009, and then her resignation in 09. Vice President Arizona, or I'm sorry, Vice President nominee along John McCain. Now, is John McCain the guy you think would do a good job for America? See, John McCain's one of those guys like Mitt Romney. John McCain's one of those deep swamp Republicans that really are moderate Democrats in reality, folks. Donald Trump is promoting Sarah Palin, who used to be with John McCain. John McCain's like a Mitch McConnell Republican, ladies and gentlemen. John McCain ain't going to get anything done. Sarah Palin isn't going to get anything done. I'm not here to attack Sarah. So much as I'm here to say that's our hope for 2022, 2024. I don't mean to be rude, but what is endorsing Sarah Palin going to do? Well, Sam, she's a wonderful patriot there. She might go ahead and win. She's running for Congress. So let's say we get Sarah Palin as a congresswoman. You'll have a lot of political theater. You'll have another uh, one to go ahead with a lot of the Republicans who grandstand and, and make all kinds of claims of action. 
you're not going to see real action from a former governor that hung out, hang, uh, or, you know, calling card for the national stage is hanging out with John McCain and getting selected and picked by John McCain. Is that the kind of Republican you want in office? I'm just telling you, we're crazy, folks. The culture war battles continue on Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has Ukrainian officials wanting more sanctions that are economically destructive and punishment for civilian killings by Russian soldiers that the West condemns as war crimes. After reviewing the evidence in Bucha, French President Macron said in an interview, quote, very probably war crimes, end quote. A federal defense contractor, Matthew Martin, who admitted entering the Capitol during January 6, was found not guilty on Wednesday. The top-secret security clearance recipient is the first person acquitted. Now Mr. Martin wants his job back after the not guilty verdict. I am very thankful for the judge's verdict, and I'm hoping that I get my life back to get my job back. The mostly partisan committee voted to hold Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino in contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with subpoenas. Those refusing to comply are calling this a political witch hunt. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. Friends and colleagues of 83-year-old nun Sister Suellen Tennyson from New Orleans are praying for her safe return after they say she was kidnapped Monday in the West African nation of Burkina Faso by a group of unidentified men. After President Biden self-proclaimed war on fossil fuels, gasoline prices have skyrocketed. Some politicians in Washington are claiming the high prices are because of oil producers' price gouging. Tim Berg reports. On Wednesday, a House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee held a hearing to examine potential price gouging by oil companies. Testifying remotely at the hearing, Chevron Corporation's CEO Michael Worth says that Chevron is investing in increased production in America. We do not control the market price of crude oil or natural gas, nor of refined products like gasoline and diesel fuel. And we have no tolerance for price gouging. During the hearing, Democrats without proof accused the oil company executives of gouging consumers. USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, the mainstream press, and when you say that, I want to be very clear. The mainstream press is the Republican side of the aisle. You got swamp Republicans such as Mitch McConnell, 
such as the late John McCain, such as Sarah Palin, such as Donald Trump. These people want you to believe they're the game changers. They're the real conservative wing of the Republican Party, by golly. They're lying to you, folks. And you say, Sam, how dare you attack Donald Trump like that? Look, Donald Trump agrees 100% that locking up Hillary was the great idea. How come he didn't do it then? Huh? Trump endorsed former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin. This is a governor that hung out with John McCain. Is that the conservative, constitutional, Republican you want? It's not even close to a Rand Paul or a Ron Paul. Not even close. But would you support Donald Trump for the third time? Would you support Donald Trump in a 2024 presidential campaign? See, I would not. I didn't support Trump when he ran in 16. I didn't support Trump when he ran in 2020. Why? I believe Trump is a nice guy. And I believe in many ways Donald Trump did move the needle for conservative views. And I believe he didn't get the backing of his party. But what I don't know is, is Donald Trump really the bad guy? Or was Donald Trump deceived and betrayed? Look, I cannot overlook this issue. A memo reveals the State Department. It assessed that a lab leak was the cause of the coronavirus back in April 2020. Did Donald know that? And if he knew that, why would he fast-track vaccines? If he knew that, why would he allow Anthony Fauci, who covered that fact up for over a year, continue to serve? If he didn't know that fact, and the State Department withheld that information from the president, then you got to go to the elections and say, well, how much truth is there? When Donald Trump literally says Hillary Clinton's spying on me, and he's the president, but he can't get to the bottom of that, and now a few short months later, we find that Joe Biden literally lied in photos and emails and said he didn't know Hunter Biden's business associates. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. All this evidence is coming out a year after Donald Trump got taken out of office. They say wrongly, which I agree is true. The question becomes, though, listen carefully to me. The question becomes, though, did Donald have any of this intel about Hillary and what she did to him? That the R, or I'm sorry, the DNC and Hillary funded a bogus dossier? And let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. What if Sam Bushman literally funded a false narrative against the President of the United States while I was a candidate against him? I spied on him. I funded opposition research that turned out to create a document that was used by the Democrats and by the media to not only manipulate public opinion ahead of the elections, but they actually took that into the impeachment court against Donald Trump and said, hey, here's the evidence against the Donald. Now we find out that evidence is fraudulent to the point where the DNC and Hillary Clinton were fined over this. And now we know that they promoted this bad stuff against Donald Trump to the point of impeachment on wrongful evidence, but they also suppressed the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton funding all this Democrat side of the equation. 
did Trump know about all that? Did he know about the memo revealing that the State Department knew the Wuhan leak was the most likely cause and that all other proposals uh, were deceptions? While Anthony Fauci was covering it up, while they rushed these vaccines to market, while they locked down society, shut down the economy, literally prevented Americans from going to church and worship Almighty God, while all that was going on, did Donald know how bad the attacks on him really were? And if he did, then why didn't he do more to stop it? What if I had literally funded opposition research against the president of the United States while I was a candidate trying to take his position? What if I, okay, I'm telling you right now, the FBI would be knocking on my door and arresting me on the spot. The CIA, the FBI, the Justice Department would be all over me. I'd be behind bars to try to explain myself, right? Well, Hillary's not behind bars. The Democratic National Committee is not behind bars. Fauci's not behind bars. Lock her up against Hillary didn't work. She's not behind bars. Bill's raping women, and he's not behind bars. Jeff Bezos committed, or not Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff, what's his name, committed suicide. Not Bezos, that's the, that's the uh, guy in charge of Amazon. He's just one of the richest men in the world there. Uh, but Jeff, uh, what's that guy's name? Anyway, that guy literally is dead, and we're not really getting any accountability out of his female counterpart there. Uh, a congressman tries to say there's drugs and sex being done at Congress, and they mock him and literally shut him down, right? Oh, it's Jeffrey Epstein, right? That's the guy's name. Would you support Trump in a 2024 election cycle? Would you promote Donald for the third time? See, I would not. There's too much under the rug here where Donald Trump either is incompetent because he's got an administration that he can't control, and they literally withheld information from him and used him as a pawn to fast-track vaccines and lock down society on his watch. Either he didn't know and he wasn't part of it, but he wasn't savvy enough to ferret it out and get to the bottom of it. He left too many swamp monsters in place that betrayed him and or he's part of it. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, it is not acceptable. So why would I support Donald Trump for the third try? He didn't lock Hillary up. He didn't get to the bottom of the birth certificate. Uh, some of the most egregious losses of liberty were on his watch that continue today under Joe. But don't worry, we'll impeach Joe if we get back in office, say the Republicans, who didn't back President Trump, who did a good job on pro-life, who didn't back Trump on getting rid of the Obamacare scenario. His party betrayed him. And now he endorses Sarah Palin. I'm not here to attack Sarah. I'm just saying, you know what? What has Sarah Palin done to really stand up for the sacred cause of liberty? She's a good speaker. Everybody likes a... Uh, what, pretty woman, good speaker to be, uh, whatever. But what good did Sarah do? Did she do great holding McCain accountable? No, they just lost the election together, that's all. So what do you want? You want to fail vice presidential uh, second round try uh, to go ahead and be endorsed by the Donald who didn't get elected because, well, the deep swamp was too great and overwhelming and just shut him down? Give him another chance? What's he going to do next time he gets in office? The third time. Is he going to lock up Hillary there? And what's he going to do? Is he going to fast-track vaccines and lock down society? 
All right, let's talk about one of the great things that Donald was supposed to do, right? Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, was supposed to build the wall. Did he do it? Well, most would say no. Most would say that he didn't do much. He repaired little sections of the wall, and that's about it. Others would say no, he got a lot done. The debate's still out there about that. Nevertheless, on the heels of Donald not being able to further the get the wall campaign done because the Democrats and his own party, the Republicans, were so against President Trump. <laughs> we build the wall campaign founder. Remember, Donald can't build the wall because Congress won't fund it there. His own party won't help him and support him. So we're going to have private sector do it. We build the wall campaign founder now to plead guilty of defrauding Trump supporters. Yeah, an Iraq war veteran who led a campaign to raise money to build the U.S.-Mexico border wall will now plead guilty to defrauding donors and violating U.S. tax law. The guy's name is Brian Colfidge. He's a Florida resident. He's a decorated Air Force veteran. He has now reached a plea bargain or a plea agreement with federal prosecutors, ladies and gentlemen. How, what do you think of that? So now even the wall-building folks on the back end of Donald Trump's involvement. Donald couldn't build the wall himself like he promised because his own party betrayed him and whatever else. Maybe Donald didn't want to build the wall. I don't know. But they sure made it a huge campaign issue. That's what they were going to get done, but that was top of the list. And sure, Donald's done much better on the border than Joe. I get it. But it's all relative. No one's stopping criminal activity at the border. It's worse than ever. It was worse than ever, even under Donald. Well, it's all the Republicans' fault for being Donald. I agree to a great degree. But ladies and gentlemen, when an Iraq War veteran who led a campaign to raise money to build the U.S.-Mexico border wall. Now he's pleading guilty of fraud and creating a cop, a plea agreement with prosecutors, violating, uh, betraying the donors. Wow. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, 
you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know this seems harsh. I know you think, wow, Sam, you're attacking the Republicans. They're the good guys. They're far from perfect, but, man, they're way better than the Democrats. Look, the voting, the voting for le- the lesser of two evils is the problem. <laughs> okay? Ladies and gentlemen, it is a tragedy. I would not support Donald Trump. I think, shame on the Donald. I want to depose Donald and find out what he knew. Did he know the Wuhan lab leak was the origin? Did he know the State Department knew that? Did he know Fauci lied for over a year? Fauci had email and evidence. Now the State Department memo even proves it. Did Donald know these things? If he did, why didn't he fire Fauci and tell the truth? If he didn't, then how can he run the administration in 2024 effectively if they did nothing but withheld information from him, lie to him, and then run him out on a rail? He's not the guy to go ahead and take power and authority back, is he? Either way... I don't see how. Now, when Donald Trump endorses all these, in my opinion, questionable characters, look, he kept a bunch of people in his administration that betrayed him. We know all that. Right? But now endorsing Sarah Palin, the people he's endorsing, I don't even trust. All right? Now you got in a war, I'm sorry, an Iraq war veteran literally betraying the people on the back end of Donald Trump not being able to fund the border while you got this veteran that jumped in and everybody said, hey, let this guy raise money to build the wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Now he's going to plead guilty to defrauding donors and violating U.S. tax law. Brian Kofidge, a Florida resident and decorated Air Force veteran, has now reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors. Now you say, well, wait a minute, Sam. Now that story is kind of like a Steve Stockman story where, hey, they were the good guys and they got attacked and destroyed. Maybe so. Maybe so. But you look at this and you go, all these attacks are because we allow the IRS. See, uh, they didn't get Brian Coford on a bunch of stuff. They just said, hey, he violated tax law. Defrauding donors, what does that mean? So I'm not defending Brian, and I don't know the whole story. I'm not attacking Brian either. I'm merely saying that Everything that we do good gets taken down and destroyed, and anybody who sticks their neck out literally gets arrested and shut down, called a terrorist. Look at Stuart Rhodes now. Look at Brian Coford now. Look at Donald Trump now. They've destroyed literally every one of us because we've allowed the secret combination to get too far above the people, and Republicans are involved and guilty of it too. Who's involved and where and when and how is what I cannot say. I don't have enough intel. I can't get the inside scoop. But I know this. Either Donald was betrayed on this stuff or he knew. If he knew, it's worse. If he was betrayed, though, we can't let him be in office again. What makes you think he's an astute enough executive 
and educated enough constitutionalists to prevent it from happening again. What, more good guys will go to jail and the locker-up of Hillary Clinton will just run hollow and they'll spy on the Donald Trump campaign and then presidency to the point of criminal activity and no accountability? Is that what you want from Trump? What are we going to say? We'll build the wall, and when Trump can't build the wall, we'll get another guy to scam us. All right, let's just talk about the Will Smith instant for a minute. I told you that the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock was a goal to promote both their careers and bring the Oscars back to uh, prominence in America. That may be one narrative of reality, but there's another narrative now people are talking about, and here it is. Was the Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slapdown a cleverly disguised stunt to sell drugs? I don't know, but WorldNetDaily.com's on it, along with many other groups, and they're saying there's a good possibility. Why? Well, you know that Will's wife, even though they got a weird open sexual relationship, which is just awkward as all get out, separate that for a second. Uh, and say his wife has a hair problem. She's losing her hair and stuff, right? It's a disease. I don't mean to make fun of that in any way. But there's a lot of the big pharma companies that are now creating products to combat that. They're about to release those products. Isn't it coincidental and strange that right when these several big pharma companies that happen to be sponsors of the Oscars have products in the wings to take care of that problem, and then Will slaps Chris and blows it up huge could it be kind of subliminal that wow we're going to talk about her hair now and shame on chris for mocking will's wife and will's defending the woman the love of his life that he has an open weird sexual relationship with and everything else and now you go wait a minute is there something to this i don't know i can't answer that just like i can't answer if this was intentional to promote chris rock's career but i know this Chris Rock had sold out concerts after this. Everybody picking sides. Any white person that says shame on them, black on black crime, then the conservative, quote, gets marginalized, and they're called racist. How dare you say that? Look, Will was defending his wife. Let me tell you the backstory. Will knew his wife had uh, problems with her hair and that it was a sensitive topic. And, wow, you know, Will had done so much to promote her birthday and, uh, this and that, and man, poor Will, and poor, you know, Chris, and it's black-on-black black crime, but there's justification for it. It's not really what you think, and, and all the while, Chris's career blows up, and he gets sold out concerts, and hey, don't worry, the Oscars have incredible bump in ratings, and Will Smith on the ropes a little bit, but don't you know the poor black guy just lost it when somebody was abusing the woman he was in love with, and and oh, and now we find out Big Pharma has a backing in this. They funded the Oscars, and now they've got all kinds of products that uniquely respond to the hair problem that Will's wife has, and we're supposed to believe there's no coincidences about that being uh, whatever you want to call it, center stage or whatever, right? What the heck is going on, right? All right, let me give you an example on the border. Uh, again, they lie, 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 lie. Listen carefully to this. Governor Greg Abbott, Republican of Texas, announced that Texas will get gutsy. They will provide border communities with 
charter buses. So Greg Abbott, the governor of the state of Texas, is going to provide border communities with charter buses to do what, you ask? To transport the migrants who illegally cross the border and deliver them to the steps of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Abbott said, hey, we're going to put these immigrants in the nation's capital where the Biden administration can more immediately address their needs. Texas Tribune with this piece, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I appreciate this. And I know that a lot of people are going to be praising the Republican governor. By golly, he's doing a good job. Wow, what a great way to highlight the you know absurdity of this by being absurd and, and doing this. And, hey, Donald, um, you're a racist for trying to lock down the border, but now Greg Abbott's a hero for going ahead and trying to stop this. And let's see what Joe Biden does when all these immigrants appear on his doorstep there and the Capitol and, uh, etc. And well, I got a question. Will they call Greg Abbott a terrorist for delivering ne'er do wells, the migrants to the steps of the U.S. Capitol? Now, why do you say ne'er do wells, Sam? How dare you? These people are people who want a better life. Many of them are. Many of them are not. Many of them are on the dole and gang affiliated and everything else, just as Donald Trump wisely told you they were, right? But really, this sounds like a great public media op for the Republicans as they run for election. But is it really going to do any good for uh, Greg Abbott to deliver these people by bus to the Capitol? What's the Capitol going to do? Send them back to Greg? Yeah, we'll just put you on a bus and send them back to you, Greg. We've already been helping you, Greg, distribute these immigrants across the country to different unsuspecting communities. What more do you want from us, Greg? And so it's a great media op for Greg, it's a great election campaign stunt, uh, but I don't see this doing a whole lot of good to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I really don't. I mean, I appreciate Greg trying to do something, but ladies and gentlemen, what you need to do is you need to arrest those who are responsible for the border leaking like a sieve. Okay, and you need to res- arrest the drug runners, and the state needs to take the border seriously. And when we've had on Michael and others from uh, these groups that really are third-party American groups that watch the border for crime and report on it, they say that Greg Abbott's not doing much at all. In fact, he's part of the problem, along with all the religious churches that are welcoming these illegals and promoting them and everything else, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to meet the 10 richest people in the world? Yeah, you know many of them already, ladies and gentlemen, including Elon Musk. At number one, he's the richest man in the world. Now, according to the Forbes National Ranking, here they are. Collectively, this group, they say, is now worth $400 billion less than they were last year. But don't feel too bad for them. Uh, a thousand billionaires still managed to make themselves even richer than they were in 2021. Forbes updates their sixth annual world's billionaire list using stock prices and exchange rates to determine who these people are. Tesla, SpaceX, Elon Musk is number one. Right? Okay, there you have it. He's the richest man in the world. Amazon's Jeff Bezos is second. How much for Bezos? I mean, I'm sorry, how much for Musk? 
$219 billion. You get their age, their firmas, their former company, etc. Elon Musk, 50 years old. Tesla, SpaceX, $219 billion. Jeff Bezos, 58. Amazon, $171 billion. Bernard Arnold and family, $158 billion. Bill Gates, 66 years old. Microsoft, $129 billion. Warren Buffett, 91 years old. Brookshire Hathaway, $118 billion. Larry Page, 49. Google, $111 billion. Sergey Brin, 48 years old. Google, $107 billion. Larry Ellison, 77. Oracle, $160. Oh, $106 billion. Steve Ballmer, 66. Microsoft, $91 billion. Mucash and Bonnie, I don't know who this is. $90.7 billion. Okay? Folks, this is what we're talking about. Big, big, big money for these people, right? Well, Kanye West is mad because he's on the list, not the top 10, but he's on like the top 100 or something. Kanye West is uh, really, as far as I understand, the richest musician uh, in the world. And Kanye's mad because they underestimated his net worth, of a, underestimated it like by $5 billion. Poor Kanye. All right, these people are all criminals, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't trust any of them. You say, Sam, how dare you make such a broad-based generalization like that? Shame on you, Sam. And I say to you, no, shame on all of us for not assessing the real concern of the deep state and how widespread and how above the people the dishonest criminal secret combinations are. Shame on us for not exposing them and stopping them in their tracks, preserving the greatest country on the face of the earth, standing up for God, family, and country in the culture war. Shame on us for under-assessing the problem. Maybe I've overstated it, but at least I brought the alarm bells to the table, ladies and gentlemen, and I've called an account on these people as opposed to not doing anything and losing the country. God save the republic. 